boy. I know. We're I don't back know at how it. to. We're back I don't at know it. how to do anything anymore. I was on a podcast about James Bond this week. Oh, yeah? I said nothing that made any sense. <laughs> well, just like James Bond himself. James Bond himself, a, a, a cipher for our times and for many times before. And famously, us. famously nonsensical speaker. <sighs> James Bond. I like Bond movies. Like this is a, this is not a critique. Uh, I was talking about Skyfall, which I think is actually a very good movie, but oh, yeah. still said nothing of consequence. You know what I can say things of consequence about though? What can you say things of consequence? I, about? I can say things of consequence about the Babysitters Club. Oh, I thought you were going to say dogs. Oh, also those, and that'll I think that'll come into play at least a little. I think bit it will. Today. Oh boy, uh, there's a lot to talk about. Oh, but we're back, baby. We're back. We are back. in action. We're back to be Pizza Toast again, mm-hmm. which we were all along, of course. But now Pizza Toast can return to its origins of talking about uh, Babysitter's Club adaptations. Yes, and which, wow, you just segued right into that very nicely. I, I tried. <laughs> Maybe I do remember how to do this. Hard time getting into that one, even when we are on our A game. So, <laughs> Yeah, oh, my name's Christy. And my name is Phil. And uh, we were talking last time we chatted. We were talking about the Sisterhood of the Traveling Pants. Then we abruptly stopped chatting and mm-hmm. did not tell anybody that we were going to do that. And what's funny is people may not realize this, but when Christy and I stopped recording podcast episodes, we literally stopped speaking to each other. We, we don't just... talk nearly as much as as we usually do. No, that is true. Yes, uh, we we're... need this vehicle in order to <laughs> sustain our relationship in any way. Right, right. There is very little holding this relationship together. It's uh, a few, a few. Is very thin threads that involve Babysitters Club and a few, like a few, a few random other things. Yeah, no, uh, a few. Uh, yeah. You said happy birthday to me last I week. I I'm did. another year older. You probably congratulated me when I got like a, a part-time job, which is a thing I have now. Yeah, and, and I think uh, that will, as we've said, come up because uh, we're going to talk about Christy and the Snobs, which is a mm-hmm. mm, dog-heavy episode of this show. Right. Absence of dog heavy, then followed by dog heavy. I was going to say, from dog heaven to dog heavy. (laughs) Perfect. Perfect. So we are, this is, so this is, uh, actually the last time people heard from us, it was our brief discussion about the trailer where we got everything wrong. We were just (laughs) wrong about uh, all of it. We were very, very incorrect. This is the, I mean, these are snobs, but they're not the snobs we were looking for. They are Uh, definitely not the snobs we were looking for. Uh, They are also inconsistent snobs, uh, and they are... uh, uh, and they suddenly they they are only snobs as the scene requires. So what is this? <laughs> no, this is a this is the first episode of the second season of the Netflix Babysitters Club. It is called mm-hmm. Christy and the Snobs, and this episode uh, feels weird. It feels weird. It feels weird. It's uh it's uh written by uh, Rachel Rachel Schukert, who is the yeah, showrunner the for the show. Yep, mm-hmm. uh, she only wrote. She wrote a few episodes last season, uh, including yeah. Christie's Big Day and Claudia and the Phantom Phone Calls. Mm-hmm. Uh, uh, Two very so, strong episodes. Right. Uh, Christie's Big Day, of course, being the wedding episode and Claudia and the Phantom Phone Calls. Claudia and the Phantom Phone Calls, I think, being closer in feel to this one where... Yeah, I would I, say so. It kind of felt like I'm not sure where where you were going with this mm-hmm. or where you ended like what was the it's it's such a rewrite of the original story that it almost feels like untethered from it yeah 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 well i i mean i would say christy's big day is probably my favorite episode of the first season it's a great one it's really really good mm-hmm. and this is uh 
what is this? This is a this is a little flimsy. The story there's not much going on here, and the story they add as the uh, subplot is also bad. Is inconsequential. It's weird. Uh, I think that I think any every problem I have with this episode is tied into the time allotted and the fact that. Uh, for better or worse, they are just sticking to this being a serialized show and not as episodic as I think it deserves to be. Yeah, because uh, they de- we decide with this episode that, okay, I'm fine with it being about Christy further settling into this new life yeah. first, right? Yeah. And if that were the entire focus, I would probably be happier with it. But we also have this... B plot about Marianne and Logan and how she hasn't talked to him in three weeks. Mm-hmm. And it's spun into something that they seem to think is important when it truly is not. It, it also has to. So because this is the first episode in a year and some change. And the mm-hmm. last episode was the two parter where we introduced Mallory and Jesse as main characters. This yeah. whole episode, this episode spends a good chunk of time getting us back up to speed on kind of who all these characters are mm-hmm. uh which for a 22 minute long show just uh it can't bear that burden very easily oh, no. and, and not just our main characters but parents extended family members and then new characters yeah there is a lot that they try to fit in for this being as flimsy as it is and as ever one of my issues with it is one character is getting a bit of short shrift and it's claudia again always claudia claudia has nothing to do here except talk about how social media is like a means to an end and therefore necessary that's it that's all she does uh, you wouldn't know she is an artist. You wouldn't nope. even necessarily know that's her bedroom there. No, never at any point. Yeah. Uh, I mean, we know that it's not Jesse's and that's it. <laughs> right. Because Jesse shows up late. So uh, should we just start from the beginning of this episode? And I want to start with the fact that Christy's voice has dropped about seven octaves and she's yeah. firmly a basso profundo. She, she also looks older. Um, well, yeah. A couple of them... I would say that a couple of them do not look quite as different as she does, but yeah. she has aged like five years in one year. Yeah, Sophie Grace. Uh, Sophie Grace looks older. I would say that uh, that uh, Malia Baker looks older. Yeah, she does. Um, uh, definitely, uh, Anais Lee, who plays Jesse, looks very much older from the a last lot time older. we saw her. She's not a convincing eleven-year-old. Not really. No, uh, but uh. But I- I do like that she's very much a ballet dancer. I like how hard they're hitting that. They're really hitting the ballet thing, uh, much to Alana's chagrin, because oh, no. uh, because <laughs> she we do get a moment where Jessie is is smacking her new toe shoes uh, to break them in, uh, so she can wear them tonight for a I don't know what to call it. She uses a phrase. In something. any case, she's something. dancing that night and she's breaking in her shoes. And Alana was like, "You wouldn't be breaking in those shoes like that now. You would have broken in those sho- and." <laughs> So, uh, but they are going out of their way to be like, and from what we saw in the trailer as well, we know that Jesse is going to do some ballet at one point in this season. I do also like it because Jesse is one of the characters that has this other thing that occupies her time and Christy is forever a little irked by that. And you mm-hmm. see that already just like in one glance on Christie's part. And I was like, Ooh, I like this. Uh, I like this storytelling. Yeah. And we get to see uh, Jesse and Mallory uh, be friends, uh, but which mostly seems to consist of Jesse telling Mallory to stop talking. <laughs> 
<laughs> Which, fair, uh, as ever, Mal- perfect Mallory casting. No notes. Uh, yeah. She's so, so good. Uh, I have a question about the thing that happens at the end, but we'll get to the we'll end. We'll get to the end. Yeah, because yeah. The, the, the episode doesn't actually begin with this. It begins with... Uh, with uh, Christy saying that everything changed this summer, uh, new house, new family, and a, and and a dead dog. A dead is, dog. Is they, how she we never this says. Off. She never says that the dog is dead. They say you know and that sort of thing. You know, <laughs> you know the dog. Louis he, he's he's passed. Yes, Louis has died. He died of cancer of the heart. We did see, uh, which doesn't mean he died of a broke. Like it wasn't love. It was literally <laughs> cancer of the heart, and. Uh, which I thought was an interesting choice for a yeah, show. You can just, I mean, there are so, so many ways in which <laughs> such a bummer now. So, so the job I picked up is a, I work at a dog rescue. Like I do their, I do their marketing and their social media. And I don't really like thinking about dog death such mm. as it is, but there, that is not like the most common thing. I think like in Louis's case, in the books, he's just old, right? He's old in the TV show too. She even says yeah. it. She's like, yeah, Louis's getting old. Yeah. Well, I guess, you know, like as, as with all things, you, you get to a certain age, your heart gets cancer. Yeah. <laughs> like, this is the circle, circle of life. Of life. Yeah. <laughs> so David Michael hangs out in his dog bed a lot. This is some... I liked David Michael in this episode. Mm-hmm. He is now also 20 years old. Yeah, he's much, much older. Uh, the, it's funny, later in the episode, Amanda Delaney is very, like, scoffing about what a little kid he is. And it's like, you are the same, same age, age as this boy. You can't do that. But yeah, we do get some David Michael. And uh, and I agree. His his emoting and his his presence in the scenes is far beyond what we were given from him last season. Yeah, yeah. So we see, uh, we see like a family breakfast or like yeah. a, a weekend brunch. Find out that things are always a production in the Brewer Thomas household, yeah. which is not surprising. Mm-hmm. And Watson's trying way too hard. Watson's trying so hard. It's very sweet. Forestine, Fe- great in this episode. Mm-hmm. Big fan. Uh, and um, I mean, this mostly this this is here for the physical comedy of Chrissy shoving an entire pancake in her mouth and like trying to talk around it, right? So yeah, so he's made he makes a what's it's like a full feast. It's a full on serve yourself breakfast feast. It is he does so much food every weekend. We get the full Watson Brewer group at the table: Sam, Charlie, Karen. Some little ghost boy, the Casper the Friendly Ghost, sitting at the end. I think he yeah, gets the, one sentence. Yeah, the boy sentence. that they, they recast Andrew, which yeah. mistake. And yeah. I, I don't know who this kid is. He's some, he's an interloper. It doesn't matter. He's not a character. He's there because he's on the pages of the book. Mm-hmm. Uh, at one point, he says, like, I have to return to the spirit realm or something. This episode <laughs> has several ghost boys in it. We'll get to them. So many ghost boys this time uh, around. But uh, uh, yeah, so we get this family scene. Uh, Watson makes uh, initial pancakes for David Michael. Just for David Michael. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, presumably it takes a while to make initial pancakes. He's it does probably, take a minute. He's yeah, serving them up as they come. And and of course, David Michael hates pancakes. Uh, no one told Watson. Why didn't Liz tell Watson? said that at some point yeah and I, I mean this is not an actual note but like do people really <laughs> hate pancakes um scott doesn't like pancakes okay 
<laughs> but I don't think he hates them. Like I think he's had them put in front of them and eaten them before. Like he he didn't demand that I shove an entire pancake in my mouth in order for him not to. Have to eat them. It does seem like something that a child would hate, though. Oh, absolutely. Like something and, random. Like I don't like. And pancakes. yeah, like it's an arbitrary thing to hate. Yeah. Yeah. He probably will like them next week, as we know children are are yeah. apt to be. But yeah, so Christy uh, 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 inhales his pancake. She houses to, the pancake to yeah. save him from the humiliation of. Yeah, <laughs> and she says he used to give Louie his unwanted food, and she is Louie now. Right. Now, at this point in the show, uh, uh, Alana and I are both going, aw, a lot, because there's a lot of Louie talk. I do like the way they set up these characters. It's a little frenetic, but it's but it's getting us back into the swing of things. Uh, I do say Alana and I, because a year has gone by, and Mitzi is now staunchly anti babysitter's club she refuses to even like uh romance the notion of watching an episode of babysitter's club she is now firmly in the realm of books for teens tv shows for teens oh she only wants to watch things about teens falling in love teens getting into shenanigans but not junior high school teens uh phil i'm so, so sad for you it's very very heartbreaking we're not can you point the... out to her that the babysitters all at least look like they're in high school <laughs> she is just Anti-BSC. Uh, we're yes. no longer reading them. We are reading the uh, Shadow and Bone series instead. Sure. Which is, which is a few notches above the baby. Just a few, well. yeah. But still about teenagers. Still about teenagers, yeah. So, yeah. So, it's just Alana and I watching this show. And uh, so, it's a little sad. A little, mm-hmm. They grow up so fast. In any case, yeah. uh, the Brewer-Watson clan. They seem to be doing fine. Alicia Silverstone is still amazing. As She's Elizabeth wonderful. Thomas. Uh, is this where after this scene is this where we get the first kind of pool party party gathering? Uh oh yeah. Also, when I said uh, another ghost character, Charlie is in this as well. Oh yeah, Charlie's here, but who cares? He's a ghost. Yeah. So we get this mysterious pool that seems to attract <laughs> random entities around it. This is a this is an area full of ghosts. If we're going to talk about yes. ghosts, yes, yeah. because <laughs> this is I guess this is probably Watson. This is Watson's pool. Let's yeah, say it's yeah. Watson's pool. Yeah, yeah, because that's where Stacy shows up in yeah. a few minutes, and and she's like Sam and I text like normal children, and Christy is immediately suspicious. Mm-hmm. Wait, you're uh, are you dating Sam? Gross. He's a sophomore. How yeah, dare you? you know, he's a sophomore. And uh, I don't. Sam doesn't really get any lines in this episode. No, he says how he like gets Stacy's attention, and that is it. He gives her a hug. Oh, he does. He does. It's not like a. It's not an awkward hug, but it is just like a. It looks like a friend hug. That looks like a boy, yeah, boy hugging a girl to see in a sweet way. Yeah. Um. Uh. So yeah, we actually get the line. Oh, so you just hug boys now, or or or, or Christy <laughs> yeah, thinks like that she hugs just boys hugs now. Apparently. Boys now. <laughs> Yes, which shouldn't be so crazy. She's kissed a boy. She has kissed a boy. I think it's more to do with the fact that it's Sam. Oh, I'm sure it has to do with it. It's weird that Christy is like relatively accepting of the whole Stacy Sam thing by the end of the series. I think it's weird. And I mentioned this to Alana. And she didn't think it was weird. Character wise, I think it's weird that Christy's just hanging out in a swimsuit. I think so, too. Like, I don't think she'd be out there. I think she'd be playing a sport of some kind. Yeah, she's just lounging by the pool in a in a. It's a sporty swimsuit. Yeah. It looks like an Olympic style swimsuit. But still, yeah. I'm like. I don't know. They go to such great pains to dress her frumpily in this episode. Like, I guess trying to, like, 
make her look younger than she is. See, in the ne- in the scene where she is, I mean, with the snobs in their house, she is wearing something that it seems like Liz was like, you have to wear a right. cardigan in order to look snobbish. Right. <laughs> but that's that's the only time. But the point we were trying to bring up was the fact that this is their swimming pool, but there's yeah. always just random kids. kids there. Just tons of kids. Yeah. And and like eventually Christy only encourages this by inviting literally everyone. Yeah. And even in that scene, there are other kids just mm-hmm. like running around. Well, this is the scene that confused us in the trailer because we're like, is this a party? I guess it's a party scene. I assumed it was they a see party. A bunch of other kids and nope. No, and uh like presumably at this point in the series, or like in the episode, none of these are neighbor kids because like they they, they go to Great pains to emphasize that Christy has not tried to befriend any neighbors on her new podcast. I assume it's Sam and Charlie who seem to be settling in nice. They invite their friends. I just could have used a one sentence where Christy acknowledged these other children because (laughs) it makes it feel, even though I know it's at her house, it makes it feel like they're at the neighborhood pool. Yeah, because like I had the split second of, is this a community pool? Even though, no, it's not. So this is my note for the director next time. Go back, re-edit that, throw in some ADR. So Christy says something about how this summer changed everything. She keeps talking about how it changed everything. I don't really see how it changed anything except for uh, her moving, but, you know, well, that's fine. Yeah. And and we're also, like, reminded constantly that this is only a few weeks after the last episode. After yeah, it's camp three it's, weeks after camp. Ended. It's still the summer. Yeah. Yeah, but it's but there has been enough time that has passed that everything has changed. Uh, uh, Marianne and Don have come back from California. Uh, yeah, Claudia and um, Stacy are talking about something or other. Oh, and we meet for the first time Amanda Delaney. Yes, uh, who shows uh, up and insults Christy uh, to ask her if she was born in a barn. Uh, makes fun it's of the fact. Mean. Makes fun of the fact that Christy is using a bath towel instead of a a pool towel. Who cares? And who talks like a like a like a reincarnated Mario Wilson? <laughs> I uh, called her a curse word out loud at this point. I was very very mad at this tiny child. Now Amanda Delaney is from the books. She is briefly in the book series. She moves away eventually, mm-hmm. and she is one of the original snobby kids. She has a yeah. brother, Max. Yes, Max, and Max is written out here. Yes, uh, very uh, intentionally. Uh, yeah, we don't out. need a. We don't need just some uh, some other little boy. Like there's so many of those already. More important than Max being written out, their fish fountain is written out. <laughs> they do have a beautiful home. Yeah, uh, <laughs> but the, which, uh, famously in the books, the Delaney uh, foyer has a giant fountain in it with a, that's a fish, fish shaped. Yeah, yeah. And when the who moves into their house? Uh, I don't. Is it Abby? Is it? The Stevensons? No, it's not the Stevensons. No, it's not because it happens really early on. I can't remember because they they move in like book. Like yeah, they move very quickly. Twenty or something. Uh, but the family who moves in, the the youngest, is terrified of the fish statue. Famously. Understandably so. So what they an never awful run it, and it's kind of this own. point. Whenever she goes to their house, like the fish statue is just or the fish fountain is just standing there empty. It would have been uh, a nice uh, a nice touch to include it, but mm-hmm. oh yeah. So so Christy and Liz are invited to tea. At, yes, just like uh, at the house. Um, this is after uh, the meeting where there's some conver- there's like some conversation about Logan and Marianne. And- yep. Uh, Dr. Johansson calls to schedule a thing. Uh, we found out that Jesse's in the showcase. And the Logan discussion is, this is very confusing to me. And mm-hmm. this confused me a lot, which is, 
So Logan and Marianne, who were apparently inseparable at camp, although you could have fooled me because... <laughs> they were quite separable from what I could see. <laughs> I didn't, they were barely together when they yeah. were at camp. Uh, haven't talked since camp. That's they crazy. They mention that he's going to his grandmother's in Kentucky. Kentucky. But he's not like later on he's clearly at home yeah we see him in his bedroom like maybe he's, hmm, yeah, maybe he's with the grandparents for a bit and then comes back early who's to say because when, I, I, later on when he shows up we were like did he fly all the way from kentucky he came like, back from kentucky because Chris, because christy, christy texted called him or christy called him <laughs> yeah yeah there's so, a lot of uh there are some good bits with Christy in this episode getting frustrated with people for not just calling or mm-hmm. texting. Uh, it's, yeah, it's a nice Christy character thing. She's so straightforward that she can't understand why Marianne doesn't just text Logan and be like, hey, I miss you. And they're like, you can't do that. You have to like do some you have to do some sort of sneaky babysitters club esque shenanigans to get his attention. And she's like, just call him call him like a normal person I believe person. she says call call him like a normal human woman which made yes. me laugh out loud. <laughs> oh there are some funny lines in this one. Oh, this is they... a, no this is a funny episode like every time Mallory says something I laugh not even like she doesn't even really have to deliver it comically I'm still gonna laugh because she's just so earnest and, and endearing no because she's she's very funny she's um, Mallory yeah yeah she's she's Mallory I like their uh recently just again someone on social media said as far as the Babysitter's Club go, they're like, I always wanted to be a Stacy, but if yeah, if I'm honest, I was the Mallory. And I was like, yeah. everyone's the Mallory. Like, everyone's the Mallory. You ask everyone, they're like, I wish I had been so-and-so. I was the Mallory. I don't believe there were that many Mallories in the world. But with this show, they're clearly going, okay, everyone wants to love Mallory because we know this. Like, everyone wants her to be the one they love. So we can't make her like book Mallory, who mm-hmm. is insufferable he's not actually likable yeah (laughs) remember book mallory is a woman who will stalk and terrorize and berate like a 60 year old lady for not living up to her like imaginary expectations of what i will never stop thinking about that (laughs) (laughs) that mallory in the books is neurotic to the point of like she would date evan hansen like that's how like they would like have a toxic relationship that is that is damning now i want to write a a parody of dear evan hansen the whole show but it's about mallory (laughs) (laughs) oh no i i used to be able to say like i'm gonna spend the afternoon doing this and then maybe actually do it now i can't (laughs) to go do job things How, how dare you bring up such a good idea uh, okay, yeah, where are we? So, so Mallory, great. Mallory's cetera, great. Everyone's great. Oh, we get a fantastic joke, though, uh, because we have been introduced to uh, Kendra Sanchez, our new mm-hmm. Dawn Schaefer, who gets the great line. She talks about being in California for a few weeks, coming back, and I feel like a whole new person, she says, <laughs> which is a great meta It's joke. really good. She also really isn't that different from no. Soshi Gomez on screen. Like they've had somebody whose screen presence is almost identical. Almost identical. Uh, they lean very heavily on Dawn is a bit of a hippie, uh, new age hippie in this episode, which I feel like they weren't really going for last season. Uh, they no, really, they really minus went... like being related to a witch aside from that. Right. They were really, last time we left off, she was a more of an activist. Yeah. Uh, in this episode, she is a tarot card reading. Yeah. Like, like no, supernatural yeah. So the goblin. reason I told you, the reason I like this is because 
like to make fun of astrology. Mm-hmm. Uh, I think it's funny that so many people who are like otherwise atheist and agnostic are like, no, this is actually the thing. And I love that <laughs> it's very important to Dawn that Ma- that Marianne provide Logan's uh, star rising and moon signs. And I laughed a lot at that. But yeah, that's, I mean, that's part of the Logan plot, which is like different members of the club trying to unite Marianne with Logan in different ways and it, failing. It is true that like astrology in the last, like I'd say like year. It's year just the last year. Has say. become like the way to get attention on social it's media. It's a meme and like a, like an overpowering one. But like and... a meme people take very seriously. Like don't, mm-hmm. don't accidentally make a joke because the person who's talking about it might jump down your throat. They might actually believe what they're saying. Right. You can never tell. <sighs> it's uh, a lot. Now uh... Dawn has a clear sense of humor about what she's doing. She takes yes. it seriously, but the, when the girls make fun of it, she laughs a lot. Like... She does. And we also have uh mark evan jackson as richard swoop in and give like a cute little line when when she's doing the terror reading but we also get the weirdest weirdest character line in the series which is he says try not to summon like like finish your homework before you summon satan to which marianne yells after him dad you're so strict (laughs) and i was like yeah. Is that an or an or is that an appropriate response to what he just said? I don't know, but apparently they felt we needed to remember that Dad is so strict. He didn't it's... seem strict. He seemed pretty laid back. <laughs> He's got a nice beard. He was dressed uh, he looks... nicely. There are two. There are two very good-looking men in this episode. Two good-looking men named Mark, and, <laughs> and we are all the better for it. Uh, uh, we're reminded that their parents are dating. That that it's cute. Sh- Sharon and uh, Sharon and uh, uh, Richard Richard are are, are are a pair. The mm-hmm. girls don't seem put off by this. Uh, no, it seems and... like that. I mean, they've been together again since that wedding, right? So. Right. Uh, if if you're thinking to yourself, boy, oh boy, Christy and Phil are sure spending a lot of time on this intro. It's because. This is most of the episode. This is most of the episode. Uh, there's a lot of time spent in that office talking about what's going to happen, and then what's going to happen happens very quickly. Very uh, quickly. Uh, Christy and her mother go to tea at the Delaney's house. Boy, you, you skipped it. You skipped it. You skipped the phone call to Logan. Oh, the phone call to Logan. Who cares? Um, <laughs> you have yeah. to. You have to cover this amazing performance. No, it's actually really funny. Uh, yeah. So to find out, to find out Logan's other signs and his and because, his birth, uh, his birth you, place. Yeah, of your birth. moon sign. Your moon sign has to do with uh, where you were born, like, and then your rising sign is uh, what time you were born. So, of course, Marianne doesn't really know either of these things. She knows he was probably born in Kentucky. Don't know where that accent is. It's never happening. Uh, And she doesn't, of course, she doesn't know what time he was born. So Dawn pretends to be a census data taker. Her name is Esperanza, I think. She is playing, this is a Nickelodeon sketch comedy level character she is playing. It's really funny because yeah. also like 
She's trying to take cues from Marianne, and Marianne is just baffled by what she's doing in the first place. It's really cute. Uh, Kendra Sanchez pulls out her character acting chops and plays this thickly accented woman who would be an offensive as heck character if it was not someone being portrayed by a car- an actress named Kendra Sanchez. Yeah, yeah. And this, uh, she, uh, she pulls off something. She's able to extract information from Logan Bruno. As he's giving out his personal information, though, his mother does yell, are you giving out personal information again? That's a really funny joke. (laughs) Is the only character thing about Logan we know is that he is guilty of just handing out personal information. And it's pretty good character information. It's really good. Uh, It makes him more interesting. There is a layer now. And he seems to be in his home at this point. He is no longer in in Kentucky. However, we were confused and still thought he was in Kentucky. We were like... His room was too dirty for that to be a vacation but we were like oh maybe he's just been in kentucky for a while like he's he's a kind of kid who like you go to your grandmother's house he just throws his stuff all over the place oh i hate it yeah <laughs> it looked it was it. it was dressed pretty well for an it was dressed well show. but like not what i think of logan like an alan gray maybe but i don't know man uh oh yeah so there's yes phone call occurs we find out where he was born maybe we don't get the time of his birth it was louisville he was born in louisville he was born in louisville uh and that's probably where he was right that's where uh that's where the bruno grandparents live that is definitely where the bruno grandparents yeah live. yeah it's uh, where uh lewis bruno lives in dawn in dawn and the disaster date uh right. yeah <laughs> Uh, we get a we get a weird scene with Watson and Christy, uh, where Christy is trying to find the cereal. Well, she finds Louis's bowl. It's sad. It's sad, and she's like, "I'm looking for the cereal bowls." And Watson points out that the cereal bowls are in these cabinets that are glass cabinets. So yeah, right she there. knew where they were. She was really just looking for her dog bowl so she could look at it sadly. Mm-hmm. She was just hugging the dog bowl. Um, and in the same way that David David Michael later clutches the dog bed. Yes. Uh, this dog bed that is, is we don't really get a good timeline on when louis died uh as far as like when they moved versus like clearly louis was living in the house his yeah. bed was there and his toys uh we saw louis in the last season right yeah yeah not very much but yeah. he was there he was at their home it was the season episode the episode where is that the one where the kids washed the car with brillo pads or was that the oh, other yeah it's club? midway through the was that the, the hbo season? series and i think he's also uh he's in the first episode because she comes home oh so. right, right yeah right, right. so because uh, and she says in this episode he was always waiting for them when they came home from school as oh, a dog does yeah yeah oh, man the puppy they get is so cute anyway uh, anyway oh spoilers <laughs> and, there's a puppy yeah coming. so we uh we have now just definitely just skated over like the tea at this point <laughs> Oh, wait, did we? I don't, did we? Did we not? Because if we're talking about the cereal, doesn't that happen after? Oh, you're right. I'm sorry. Yes. You're fine. Uh, Yes, we did. So tell us about the Paddington tea. There's so little. Oh, yeah. Mallory says that it's going to be like Paddington. Uh, Christy reveals it is nothing like Paddington. Another line that made me laugh. Uh, (laughs) Paddington enjoys food is the thing she points out because she and her mother are both they're not like comically like or like over the top like stuffing their faces with food but they're both eating snacks and almost doing it furtively because the people staring at them from across the table are pointedly not eating it's that's it's it's a good bit of set like 
setup where simply by having them eating and the other people not, even though the food is presented, like there is food yeah, out. There's like a beautiful cake on a, on a stand yeah. and yeah. Uh, and there are like tea sandwiches and that's what they're eating. It's clear that they don't understand the rules of tea. Right. And, uh, <laughs> Which are don't eat. And it becomes clear as well that they have been invited to the Delaney's simply to be objects of ridicule. Yeah. And to be like evaluated. Yeah. And uh mrs delaney we don't get a first name christy is very pointed about that later in the episode she's just mrs delaney um uh asks like peppers elizabeth with questions about like how uh, she got together with watson she refers to elizabeth having having worked with worked for him Mm -hmm. liz corrects oh no it was with him i've been a real estate agent for years it's all yeah it's all very condescending and she sort of implies sort of she implies that that liz is a gold digger like this is liz has kind of lucked her way into watson's money and status yeah she says you really won the lottery oh it's gross it's It's mean and i would say you know what if you end up with mark fierstein you've won the lottery you've won the lottery Um, he's a pretty good looking guy he seems he's a nice nice. man he's a good looking man he makes pancakes he tries maybe i was talking about the actual actor yeah, he's also <laughs> he's also like they're they are still very cutely affectionate with each other at this point. Like, and yeah, I think I just... that will remain a part of this show just because it's 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 a nice bit of of like relationship demonstration, I guess. Now, just a little nitpickiness from me: the fact that Mrs. Delaney m- makes fun of the fact that uh, that Elizabeth works in real estate is ironic, considering that in the books, Mrs. Delaney is getting her real estate license yes she is <laughs> uh, that's a that's a thing she's trying to get a real estate license uh uh so the, the the tv show is drawing much stronger lines between the haves and the have-nots between the different social strata because their neighborhood is very rich but the, the neighbors all do come from like different backgrounds and have different things going on and I'm sorry, but I know plenty of people who have plenty of money who are in real estate because that's a good way to make a lot of money. It's a, it's a very lucrative job. One of my brothers picked up real estate within the last few years, and he's done very well for himself. Because if you have a specific kind of personality, mm-hmm. like the one Liz has on the show, right. then you can do very well in that line of work. Yeah, yeah. Uh, Especially because apparently her client list is full of richy riches, and that's right. a... It's great for her. But uh, both Liz and Christy are disgusted with these people afterward. Yeah, especially a, Liz. Yeah, a great thing about Liz is the way she is. She she is unvarnished around her kids in a way I wish mo- more parents on television were. Like, she is just very upfront with Christy when she feels a way. Like, she doesn't really encourage Christy to be any kind of nice to them. She's just like very, how dare yeah. they? She says like, this is the last time we'll see these people. It's not, by the way. It's no. they are going to see oh, them again no. soon. <laughs> uh, now we get, Christy is complaining about the Delaney's at the next Babysitter's Club meeting. And we get this great exchange where Marianne is like, well, maybe she's just shy. Like sometimes when people are shy, <laughs> like what comes, what that comes across as, as aloofness or like, you know, like being rude. And Christy says, stop projecting yourself onto Mrs. Delaney, which is a great line. <laughs> it's really good. And uh, Marianne looks chagrined, but also has like a harsh but fair expression. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Uh, and this is to, like... I guess this is here to show that the other girls think that Christy is not being open enough 
to these people. I guess. I guess. Because then Mrs. Delaney calls and wants a sitter mm-hmm. right after Christy's been complaining about the Delaney's. And she wants a sitter for her 11-year-old girl. Normal. Uh, This is like a wants to pay somebody to be her friend, right? Like, that's what we're really looking at here. So this is the moment in the show, in this episode, mm-hmm. when things start coming hard and fast at the viewer. When... <laughs> Characters start acting not like they were acting five minutes ago and uh, nothing really gets resolved. This is the kind of thing uh, an 11 year old getting a babysitter would be a a kickoff event in a babysitter's club book. Why is this 11 year old getting a babysitter? She seems capable of taking care of herself. That's one thing we're going to have to puzzle through. But it said it's thrown at the very near the very end of the episode. We're like oh, wait, what? Like, she seems like she was walking around the neighborhood by herself earlier. She she just seems like a cruddy kid. Yeah, she's she's just kind of a jerk, that's all. You don't need a babysitter for that. But, oh, Chrissy's the only one available. Oh, no. So Uh, she has to take care of her. So they're still on their landline, and we get this very, like, almost, like, panicked, dubbed-in hold button sound. (laughs) And she's like, Mrs. Delaney calls, and she's like, uh, please hold. And she hits the button, but it's not quite synced up with her thumb, but it's like, Ba-doot! and I was like, oh, they did that because if they didn't do that, because Christy starts bad mouthing Mrs. Delaney. She like screams about it. Yeah. If they didn't play that sound, it seems that the audience would go, oh, no, she didn't actually put her on hold. That's the obvious thing to do. So they clearly did this loud noise so that you wouldn't be like, is Mrs. Delaney overhearing all of this? Because It'd be it's much funnier rude. if Mrs. Delaney had overheard all yeah, of it. Yeah, because then the episode would just end. I mean, it, it kind of does. Because <laughs> like, everything <laughs> after here is rapid fire. Um, we, uh, like, we get to the Delaney babysitting gig, which is Christy tricking amanda into going to her house uh and like implying she has a cute brother the only the only brother there is david michael who has louis dog bed on his lap and then uh amanda and david michael talk about how uh sometimes they think dogs understand or animals understand them better than humans and vice versa yeah and all of a sudden starting at the delaney house all of a sudden, Amanda speaks only in subtext. <laughs> all of a sudden, it's just like someone read her character description and was like, this is all she's going to be able to say. She's like, I think my mom wants a babysitter for me because I don't have a lot of friends. She gets to the David Michael and she's like, I sometimes feel like I can't like uh, get along with other kids and that animals are the only one who understands me. And that is why I act out the way I do. It's like, it's very much just like, oh, she's just. It's weird and robotic, and uh, it makes her a little... I guess it makes her a little more likable because she's not mean anymore. She's point. not mean at all. It's no, almost as if she's not the same character. No, she's very sweet to Dave and Michael, and they have this common ground, and she talks about her how her mom works with dogs, which is foreshadowing, uh, I guess. Yeah, oh, my I guess. mom really loves dogs. Like, really? Because the woman seemed like... Tilda Swinton in the Chronicles of Narnia. <laughs> a lot of Narnia chat here today. The rest chat. of it was off mic, but it's important. <laughs> it's important to clarify. This is not the first time Narnia has come up today. <laughs> so uh, I guess like the we cut to, we either cut to a, a scene I don't even want to describe this whole social media situation. Like 
I don't know. We do get a pretty funny photo shoot. We get like, I mean, it's funny because Marianne is awkward. Huh? Yeah. But yeah. like, Leah it's... Baker is very funny and very good at doing this. Yeah, we get. So Claudia's gotten a new camera, I guess, is like her one character beat in this whole. Yeah, episode. And her one character beat is like product placement. She gets a Fuji XD10 because yeah. she and Stacy apparently went to New York together and yep. went to a very fancy camera place and she got a Fuji XD10, but it was on sale. Just so you know, she got a mm-hmm. pretty good pretty or xt10 sorry i was trying to yeah they i don't know did they say the name of the shop because i heard the like it was too fast for me yeah everything moves too fast on this it it goes by a rattle like it's very important that we understand though why claudia has a camera she's an artist i assume she would have a camera camera. yeah Yeah. but again this is her only character development in the episode So she has the camera essentially in order to take photos of Marianne, just like a series of portraits with Stacy at her side uh, for Marianne to put on an Instagram. Right. Which is an app designed to work with a phone camera, which is which that's I mean, everything they do in this scene is baffling. Uh, Every way they interact with social media and then other people interact with them on social media is baffling. Uh, The only the point of this is that they're going to post her pictures on Instagram, give her an Instagram presence, post her pictures on Instagram to attract Logan and see if he likes the pictures. And then we'll slide into her DMs. Can't they text? Don't they have each other's phone numbers? I'm like very team Christy Thomas on this one. That's the point. Like, so you then you can DM him on Instagram. And I'm like, that is the same as texting him. It's the same. And so one could I guess they want to know if more intimate. Yeah. <laughs> they want to know if he's interested in her is kind of before she makes the first move. So they take they do this whole photo shoot. They upload the picture to it's the only picture on Instagram. <laughs> Uploaded one picture of her to Instagram. It is immediately liked by Logan Bruno. But it's a Logan Bruno whose account is filled with photos of teacup pigs. Now, the odds of this happening are like astronomically low and it's not like this doesn't fly as a joke for me because i was too confused about what was what happened like i was like did they contact this look because then they said they're being catfished by a teacup pigs account and i'm like have they been going back and forth with this account that's not accurate the i wasn't sure like is that how like is it just a coincidence that logan bruno the teacup pig who by the way is a better character than logan bruno yeah also teacup pigs just very cute yeah uh, show does benefit see... from tea, the addition of teacup pigs we we'll did not see any pictures of the teacup pigs i don't believe no uh, there's like a series of photos but they look like just normal pigs to be honest with you <laughs> oh those just look like normal pigs. normal pigs teacup pigs are tiny this they is a are very, very tiny thing. i do like yeah. the fact that that's the full one the episode's one flaw though is that uh is that it's not actual teacup That's the only pigs. problem, yeah. No, but uh, oh, yeah, so, so it's Logan the teacup yeah. pig. It's not it's not that they Yeah, it is. I'm looking at it now. It's a pig. It's a pig in various costumes. It's very cute. I wonder if this is a real <laughs> Instagram. It's a pig wearing little outfits. Um I love that. Uh but this should have this should have been featured more. Oh, and then Luke Logan does not come up again in the episode till the very end. Until the very end. Um, so so we like yeah, we have this dinner at the Brewer Watsons, the Watson Brewers. I don't know what you call them, whatever. Watson Brewers, I meant, I meant Thomas. I, it's, I was going to say it's so early. It's 1.48 p.m. Eastern time. <laughs> uh, we, have this con- <laughs> we have this conversation where we're talking about the Delaney's and uh, not really, like, a, there's not too much going on in the conversation until Watson is like, I agreed on behalf of everyone to go to this event, this charity event. 
Well, even before that, he's like, they're talking about the Delaney's and he's like, oh, I was playing mixed doubles with Mrs. Delaney today. And I was like, so they are friends. Like they know each each other and are apparently friendly. So is she the, she has to be the second version of herself when she's around Watson. It's just weird because he didn't mention this before. Like obviously Elizabeth would have come back from that party and just fumed to her husband yeah she would have been and she apparently it sounds like they haven't really talked about it because like and his response would either have been well that's weird that doesn't sound like mrs delaney or it would have been that's just how she is i play mixed doubles (laughs) with her all the time she's a real (laughs) b-word like it's weird that he played mixed doubles with her it's, it's very weird. weird. That, we also don't do play know who they were playing with. with. Who, who do you think their partners are? That's what I was wondering. It wasn't <laughs> <Yeah>. Elizabeth. <laughs> it's not Elizabeth because she would have known. She was like, yes, I was also there. But I also don't want to go to this charity event. So, yeah, she is adamantly refusing to go yes. to this. But And it is just charity event. That's yeah. it. Yeah. Uh, I was one, like I had this idea. Ooh, maybe this is gonna be the thing that Stacy. Yeah, like, tie in. We're gonna to get a lot of charity apps. events this season. Uh, uh no. yeah, but the charity event ends up being like an adoption fair for all kinds of animal rescues. Presumably on the Delaney's front lawn. It looks to be on the Delaney's front lawn, and uh, this is a very lax operation they're so, running. This is a big complaint of mine is this is an editing thing. So they have this scene at the table. Watson's like, we're going to this charity event. And Elizabeth's like, absolutely not under no circumstances. I'm very angry at you. And she storms off. Mm -hmm. The charity event is tomorrow. Cuts to the next scene, which is the whole family walking out of the house. In film language, it's still that day. It's still nighttime. And they're all dressed down. Like, they're not dressed for what you think of as a charity event. Christie's jeans have holes in the knees. So I was like, where are they going? And then I'm like, oh, the charity. Wait, what? Why are they dressed like that? Like, this doesn't make any sense. Then they get to. So that means that Watson was like, time for the charity event, kids. Don't worry about changing your clothes. And that Christy was like, I guess I'll just wear my torn jeans. Yeah, this was a this could have used a line or two of explanation. <laughs> or been set up earlier. The whole like again, this is like the last five minutes. All of these scenes are like the last five minutes of the show. Yeah. 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 So they go they go to this event. Uh Mrs. Delaney is very nice. Um mm-hmm. Amanda Delaney is very nice. They all have some <laughs> series of very nice interactions. And then suddenly there is a Bernice Mountain Dog puppy that bounds into frame, uh, goes straight to Dave and Michael, and on the spot they decide to adopt him. Now this is the part. <laughs> this was the part. It doesn't bound or, into frame. It is not brought him. over. Or, sorry, sorry. It is brought over by. Uh, oh yeah, no, Mrs. Uh, Delaney, who we're about whose first name we're about to find out in a real uh, mic drop moment, uh, brings it over, puts it down, and uh, the puppy kind of runs over. Which inspires the the line that Alana got very upset about, which is, uh, "Oh, looks like she picked you, buddy." And Alana was like, "No, they brought the dog over to him, <laughs> and it started licking him because it's a puppy. Like it's the only puppy he's seen." It didn't pick him at all. Like it, it seems like Watson behind the family's back arranged yeah, yeah. for a new. This is not explained. Arranged for a new puppy to be introduced to the family, and he decided to introduce it to the family under the guise of going to this dog adoption <laughs> event. 
That's all I can figure out. Probably worked it out during mixed doubles. Probably during mixed doubles. And then Elizabeth shows up and is like, I'm not mad anymore. And also, isn't it great we're getting a new dog? Hey, remember that woman who mocked me and accused me of being a gold digger? I guess since my husband is apparently best friends with her. Best friends. I'm going to go to her dog adoption event. I guess we're getting a new dog as well. They get a new dog. Uh, They ask what Mrs. Delaney's name is. Mrs. Delaney's name is Shannon. And now the puppy is also named Shannon. They all immediately, like, nobody's like, are you sure you want to name this dog Shannon? No one says anything. And you said this was a mic drop. Now, (laughs) it is a mic drop only for people familiar with the books. And it's the kind of mic drop that lands on your foot. And you go, oh, God, how dare you drop that mic like that? (laughs) Lands with a thud because our hope this entire time was that Shannon Kilborn would somehow show up, right? Like, this is the the episode where we thought Shannon Kilborn, alternate member. In the book, yes, David Michael gets a new dog. Louis is dead in the books. He has died. And it's actually a a big event, like in the book. He dies midway through the book rather than being dead. Right. And it's very heartbreaking. And it's really sad. uh, Louis is is gone and david michael is heartbroken and in the end they do get a new puppy now the puppy is a puppy of the dog of a girl who is introduced in the book as one of the snobs in the neighborhood named shannon kilborn she is the one of the titular snobs mm-hmm. shannon Love kilborn snobs in that book and christy the whole plot is them butting heads yeah. and Shannon being nasty to Christy, Christy being nasty back to Shannon, eventually finding common ground. And then when they get the puppy, David Michael names it Shannon. And it's very awkward and weird because Shannon's like, great. And yeah. it's funnier in the, there than here where it's just presented as, oh, huh, okay. But this means beyond a shadow of a doubt that we're not getting Shannon Kilborn. We're not getting Shannon Kilborn. Maybe she'll... Huh. No, my you can't have another character named Shannon. Maybe we'll yeah, jump right to Yeah, my only hope is that she would come in with a different name. But now we've already used already used the snob story. We can't revisit that. So what they could do is they can secretly bring in Abby. And she can show up and visit Christie's family. And take a look at, Mrs., at Christie's mom, at Elizabeth. Take a look at Watson and go, both your parents are Jewish. <laughs> but no one else is Jewish. What's going on in this weird family? <laughs> then it's Abby's job to be the Jewish character. Right. Like, that's She's what's... like, I'll educate you about your about your <laughs> culture. Millions of children will, will learn what a bat mitzvah is right. because Abby has been introduced to the Babysitter's Club. Oh, man. I hope this show goes on long enough or just skips really far ahead and throws a heavy in there. Well, now we know that they can just replace the kids as they age out. Like. Yep. We've done it once. It was fine. I am sure there are Sophie Grace-esque actors waiting in the wings to fill in for for our characters. I mean, they're going to be in eighth grade forever, so they're going to have to at some point. They've got to. And we've gotten, they've made enough jokes. Uh, Christy even said, like, we've changed. We've changed physically. Mm-hmm. We've changed emotionally. I'm like, yep, that's yeah. that's an acknowledgement of the Nailed fact it. that we are living in a weird, uh, <laughs> the Stony Brook's a weird enchanted place. Oh, so we end on a second pool party of sorts. <laughs> this time she is, uh, Christy has invited everyone. Uh, yeah. The entire BSC is there. And she has also given Logan a call and he shows up and Marianne is weird around him. Do you like that we get the Marianne wearing like all kinds of sun protection because she's allergic to the sun? 
that's a Mallory thing, though, isn't it? No, it's a Marianne thing. Oh, I was thinking that was a Mallory thing. No, but Mallory does also say that she gets very sunburned. Here's a question I had. Mallory uh, takes off her swimsuit cover-up, is wearing the same suit as Christie's. Is this intentional? If so, how did she know? I have We puzzled over that moment (laughs) for a solid five minutes. No, I was thinking about it. Like, this is what stuck with me from this episode. Because it doesn't seem like something Mallory would do. Um, No, it doesn't. Unless, like, and she would have had to have been, like, peeping over the fence or something. Like, there's so many, like, it it leads to all kinds of questions. Yeah. Is that your thesis? Did she ask Sam? (laughs) Describe to me your sister's swimsuit. (laughs) Is something that no one would ever say and no one would be able to respond to. No. But uh, I like I want to say that this is a cute ending, but it's just fine. It's not super. It's it's fine. But what we were confused is I was like, is Alana and I were both like, is it is that the joke that they act like? Because the joke is usually I can't believe we wore the same thing. Yeah. But like, di- why is Mallory wearing a Speedo brand swimsuit? Like it isn't she would be if anything, she would wear something a little like dorkier or like yeah it would goofier. be more not this like too, olympic yeah. style it was it's Great very strange swimsuit that i would wear um oh yeah, yeah. It's, a, it's a pretty snazzy swimsuit don't it's get really nice looking uh it's good for christy to jump into the pool at the end right yeah, which yeah which is what happened christy jumps in the pool and everyone laughs everyone and, laughs because uh, it's very funny when somebody jumps in the pool uh yeah i mean that's this is that ep- that's the episode like that's it that is it. it that is literally what happens there were there were snobs who became different people who were nice by the end of the episode for no reason uh there was a dog that had died off camera and now there's a new dog that is alive (laughs) now this all happens in 22 minutes it happens so there are five minutes of credits at the end to me it did not feel like 22 minutes either it felt like no time had passed because it was just a whirlwind the whole time amazing how little time they give them to tell these stories yeah this is netflix there's no commercial no they they truly like they do not have to limit the hbo episodes were like 30 minutes or or like 25 at least Mm -hmm. uh and these this one just felt like and they spent so much time reminding us who these characters were that the plot didn't kick in until like the the 75 percent point like we were yeah yeah, what a so, weird episode. So yeah, I guess I mean we have stuff to look forward to now. Definitely, uh, I was I wasn't my expectations for this were not that high. They were you know, they. I was still a little disappointed, but next we have Claudia and the new girl, and I think you and I both probably have way too high of expectations for whatever they do high. with this. Uh, yeah, yeah. This is a Christy and the snobs. I had high expectations for it because. I maybe perhaps unrealistically was hoping they would introduce some elements to the story. Uh, I, I it's weird that they didn't introduce Shannon. I, I think that's just true. don't understand what we got out of this episode. Like there was, it ended, I guess Christy is a little more comfortable in her neighborhood and they have a dog now. No other characters, and maybe like Lo, like Marianne now knows that Logan likes her, which we already knew at the end we of the We already knew they kissed. Like... Yeah, that's right. <laughs> He became a real life boy. Almost. He became a real life boy. Uh, there's so many ghosts in this episode, which is an improvement upon uh, the season before when there was only one ghost. That's uh, true. I hope I hope more and more children become specters in this <laughs> in this series because it it, it, it does give me life. <laughs> on that note, uh, um, I oh I uh, on that note thing. though, speaking yeah. of giving us life, yes. uh, 
I want to call out, uh, and you you sent this to me. Yeah. Uh, why don't you tell what? Oh it, no, you can. It, you uh, probably have it in front of you, and I will not do it justice. Uh, on October twelfth, the uh, the website McSweeney's Internet Tendency uh, published an article uh, titled "The FBI Builds a Case Against the Babysitters Club Crime Family." Uh, it was written by Alice Lahoda who uh, is a fan of the show and uh, sent and made sure Christy was aware of of this article. Um, and it's a brilliantly funny article, but it's so the- funny and it made me so happy and there is a specific reference to pizza toast, which yes. I was very happy about. There is a, a, a an explanation of pizza toast. Uh, a nefarious initiation ritual uh, <laughs> and a figure of pizza to- of a pizza toast <laughs> diagram to show how the pizza toast works it is there jo- there's a running joke about arson that made me just like <laughs> there's a running joke about arson that's also very funny so so good yes thank you thank you alice we've been twitter mutuals for a little while which is a nice thing to be with a very funny person yes uh, uh, if you if you search for other writings i was like oh i've read a lot of these and <laughs> these have stood out as some of the funniest things i've read online so uh i've i've been trying to grab that mcsweeney's golden ring for years so like whenever somebody i know or like know from the internet gets it i'm like mm-hmm. good job like, good job they, yeah. their standards are high and for great reasons yes they are uh but it was it's heartwarming there's a lot of like satirical babysitters club stuff out there that people mm-hmm. write and a lot of it just sort of a lot of it's very samey like they're all making fun of the same things mm-hmm. um so to read this was like this this sort of took it up a notch. Oh, and... I like this. I like this more. I mean, like, there's a decent Brett Easton Ellis writes the Babysitter's Club. There's a pretty good Hemingway writes the mm-hmm. Babysitter's Club. But that's such the, like, to me, that's such a similar comedic vein. And this is this is richer. This is yes, a different thing yes. to tap into. So, yeah, go go read that. Uh, go read it now. Yeah, it's very Pause funny. this. Yeah. Come I'll back put, I'll to put a, us I'll put a link. For... I'll put yes. a link in the in the in the show notes, as yes. they say. I'll and... and we'll link it on Twitter. Uh uh yeah, pause this episode and then come back for the next like uh, fifteen seconds. How long <laughs> how long are you gonna go? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Um and so yeah, that was that was uh that was Christy and the and the snobs. It was Christy and the snobs. Uh next week we have Claudia and the new girl. And let's the new see girl. if they queer the text as hard as the graphic novel did. Uh yep. If they <laughs> do that, I will be surprised. But uh I'm not gonna say they I'm not gonna say they won't. So. It's not out of the realm of possibility. <laughs> Again, uh, remember, we are watching these a week at a time. Yes, we are. Even though they were all dropped at the same time, Christy and I have very strict standards as to how we watch yeah. these. Uh, so we don't yeah, know this what's This is more coming. fun. This is like actual television. It's uh, like real TV. <laughs> it's like back in the day when we would watch Alf the night it came out. Uh, Phil's on Twitter at Picori Gonzalez. I am. Christy's on Twitter at Christy Admiral. And the show is on Twitter at Pizza Toast Pod. Uh, that's also our Gmail if you want to say hi. And uh, I think we should probably say goodbye to our friends. Let's say goodbye to our friends. <laughs> Babysitter's Club. <laughs> <laughs>